Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, good to see you. I want to say thank you and welcome to the church online. We have a beautiful church online, so I want to say good morning to you guys. Thank you for joining us. You're faithful, faithful, faithful uh, online church, and so we're grateful to you. So... Uh, Easter Sunday, I jumped into a series called Things Jesus Never Said. And I'm going to tell you, one of the most misquoted people in the world is Jesus. I mean, he's just misquoted a lot. And and what's so dangerous about that is we live in a world of social media and Facebook and all this stuff. And if you read it on that, it becomes like gospel truth. I'm serious. So you, like if I wanted to come up with a, a, another proverb and I made this phrase and it sounded really cool and I put the address proverbs on there and put some little flowers behind it, maybe some trees and drew a really pretty picture and I took a picture and stuck it on social media and ran it through Facebook, people would say amen to it. They're like, amen, that's a good word. That's Amen, Jesus did it right. You know, I'm like, that's not even in the Bible. I just made that up. But man, if it's on Facebook and we read it, we just absolutely just say, it must be in the Bible. Or we hear somebody say, Jesus said this, and we go, yeah, Jesus said that. I don't even understand. I don't even know why he said that. He shouldn't have said it like that. Well, first of all, he shouldn't have said it like that, right. But he didn't say it like that. He didn't even say it. And when there's a bunch of stuff that Jesus says, and it's got people all messed up, man. I mean, they do a good job being messed up on their own. They don't need help, amen? And so it's confused a lot of people, and there's a lot of junk out there. And so I just wanted to kind of break down five things that Jesus never, ever said, okay? And one of them today that we're going to look at, and this is going to wrap up the series, Jesus never said, it doesn't matter what you believe. It just it matters what you believe, okay? Jesus didn't say, well, you know, I love you. I just love you. I, I'm a loving God and I love you. Just go believe whatever you want. No, it's not what he said. Because listen to me, that's not love. That's just not love. I mean, let's just say you teach your kids how to drive and you just say, just put it in D and go. Well, what about these lines? Uh, pff, suggestions. They're just suggestions. What about that light that just turned red? <laughs> Lots of lights turn red. There's a bunch of them that turn red. Just ignore them. I mean, is that love? No. Now, you may feel that way sometimes, but don't do that to your kid, okay? But, but that's not love. Jesus said, listen to me. I love you. It matters the bumpers and the lines and in, 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 in the territory in which you stay in. Because listen to me. Broad is the road to destruction, and narrow is the way. That is not old-fashioned, and that's not going to stifle you from having fun. It's just love. 
It's just love, man. It's just love. And so you hear a lot of things out there. There's a bunch of stuff out there. But Jesus never said it doesn't matter what you believe. I hear people say this. It it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. (laughs) I'm sincere about a lot of stuff. It ain't right, okay? I mean, just because you're sweet about it, about your lie that you believe, doesn't make it truth. Just because you're sincere as a person, but you're muffed up in your thinking, and, and you say things that Jesus never said, but you're sincere about it, does not make that truth. It just doesn't. It just confuses people. How about this? You ever heard this? All roads lead to God. <laughs> oh, Lord, they're out there. That, that's not true. That is not true. They don't lead to the one true God. I promise you. All roads don't lead to home, and all roads don't lead to God. Amen. How about this? All roads lead to heaven. They all, they's, you know, they all go to heaven. They all go to heaven. God's love. How about this? A loving God would not send people to hell. Correct. A loving God will not send people to hell. Better than that, a loving God doesn't want people to go to hell. God will never, ever, ever send a person to hell. A person sends a person to hell. Each individual neglecting the cross of Calvary and never crying out and never confessing the name of Jesus and never putting their faith in Jesus, they absolutely 110% sealed their faith and God didn't even get a chance to do it. God doesn't want people to go to hell. As a matter of fact, he provided a way out of hell. It's called Calvary. It's called the cross. You say, well, that's just, that, but, but, but I know people that, 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 that are very religious people, but, but, but maybe they, they, get, they go to hell because they didn't put their faith in God, and that's, that, that's not fair. Why is that not fair? Jesus said, the cross, the cross. Listen, I know this world may be better sometimes if, if, if God would have made everybody robots and programmed them, especially driving on Sansi. It would be a lot more peaceful if robots were driving those cars sometimes. I'm like, seriously, you can't do that, all right? But, but it wouldn't be any fun either. <laughs> and, and, and life wouldn't be any fun, amen? And all the God moments of life would not exist because we're robots, God made, as dangerous as it seems, as crazy as it seems, out of his great love for us, he gave man, and only man, choice. Only man, choice. So each person, each man, each woman, makes a choice to go to heaven or to go to hell. You say, well, I didn't choose hell. Well, here's how it works. If you don't choose heaven, you've chosen hell. That's simple. Not to decide is to decide. And it doesn't make God a bully, it doesn't make him a jerk, and it doesn't make him mean. Because I don't know what else he can do to show you his love. Have you caught the sunrises lately? All creation, all heaven declare his glory. Romans says you're without fault. Without it. It's all around us. 
So you got all these different religions that are out there. People ask me all the time. I get a lot of lunches and coffees over this. What about Buddhism, Jeff? <laughs> well, Buddhism has no real God. It's just a type of, there's no type of final existence either. There's these countless rebirths. Except for where are you out? There's Hinduism. It's an impersonal God. It's approached through deities and statues and idols. I mean, there's nothing there. How, how many of you know what it feels like to be hugged by Jesus? Mm. Buddha and Hinduism don't hug you, man. Their God don't hug you. As a matter of fact, that God don't know you. He don't even know your name. You do all this for nothing. It's just a cold, calloused, hard figure. There's nothing there. Buddhism and Hinduism, they don't offer forgiveness of sin. Mm. There's no supernatural help. There's only karma. You got Muslims. They worship Allah. There's no secondary gods. There's no standing. Your standing depends on your religious devotion and works. Listen, there's beauty in all the world religions. There's beauty in all of them. Okay, and there may be some truth somewhere in them if you look real hard, but the problem is they all hollow, empty, and lead nowhere. They're just, they're just hollow, man. All this devotion, and they're, de they're so devoted. All the works, man, and it gets them nothing, okay? Now, they're sweet about it. They're sincere about it, would you not say? But, but being sincere about something doesn't make it right. Jesus said in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 that we're saved by what? Grace. Not by what? Works. So that what? No man can boast. Listen, we, we don't work our way there. We, that ain't gonna get it done. If you could work your way to heaven, why in the heck did he need to die that brutal death? So now you have new age. There's a new age religion out there. It's a lot of that. It's not a, there's not a personal God either. It's a higher, a higher consciousness, okay? It's the universe. It's the cosmo. It's hug a tree and save a whale. It's, I'm sorry, but, but, but that's out there. And it's all about horoscopes and stars and, and all this other stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this as sincere as I can be. You, horoscopes aren't the ticket, man. The word of God is the ticket. And, and yes, I know they line up every once in a while. And you say, well, that one, that one fits. Well, I've, if I let a monkey type on my phone, eventually he's going to send a text worth sending, all right? And he's going to spell a word every once in a while. But that doesn't make it right either. But listen to me. I would much rather put my hope in the one who hung the stars and calls them each by name than, than all this horoscope stuff that just takes the stars they can see. My God sees stars that you and I never will ever see. He said, I hung them all. I made them all. I call them by name. And you're more important to me than any star I ever made. Any star. So don't get caught up in all the new age, hug a world, save the world type stuff. There's responsibility on this dirt ball, but you can't hug it and it won't get you to heaven, all right? 
Big stuff today is humanism. It's everywhere, man. Humanism's everywhere. Basically, what it is is you become your own God. <laughs> it's my way. It's my truth. It's my life. It's rampant right now. It's rampant. It's rampant in young people. And it's not a fault of theirs. It's just rampant. They get, they get shoved down their throat all the time, especially on university campuses, okay? But can I tell you something? Those are the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my world, in, in, in the world. I love young people. I love college kids. I love, I love married couples in their 20s. I'm telling you right now, they're not polluted by this world. They, I, I believe they have a special place. I, I believe they're modern day disciples because I'm gonna tell you something. They're crazy and radical about some of the stuff they believe and some of it may be whacked out and weird, but if you can ever point them to Jesus and Jesus get a hold of their life, they'll take this world, man. They won't stop. I'm telling you. They're modern day disciples. I mean, Jesus is like, see that college campus right there? See them college kids? Hey, come follow me. And them kids are like, poof, drop my net, I'm gone. Now, they won't drop their phone, but they'll drop that net, you know what I mean? <laughs> they'll follow Jesus, but I gotta take my phone with me. All right, but I'm saying, they got hearts, man. They just run after the Lord. But if you could ever funnel them to Jesus, they'll take this world, man. I'm telling you, they're radical, they don't stop, and they're beautiful, and I love that about them. But I'm gonna tell you something, there's a lot of different world religions out there. There's beauty in them, there's some truth in some of it, and, and all this other stuff, but I'm telling you, they're different, they're different. Then you got all these denominations. That, I, I, go to din- I go to lunches and breakfast with people all the time, and they're, they, 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 they come from all kind of denominations, and denominations are different here. They believe this, they believe this, they believe this. I grew up this, I was taught this. My grandmother said, this is what I do. And it's confusing to them. It's very confusing to them, okay? But listen to me. All of that world religion, all of those denominations, I mean, if you look at our church today, we are a, what is called a non-denominational church. Now, Technically, we are a denominational church because there is a lot of denominations in this church, all right? So we're not a non-denominational church. We are a denominational church. But what we are is we strive to be the church, one church, worthy of his return, No matter where you came from, what religious background you grew up in, the bottom line is it's all about Jesus, and you chase after him. So there's a lot of religions out there, a lot of world religions, a lot of different denominations, and it can be very overwhelming and very confusing because it does matter what you believe. So where do you go to know what to believe? Can you... I want you to understand something. Jesus answered all of that in one scripture. He did. John chapter 14, verse six, go there with me. He took all of this and he put it in one scripture. Because Jesus knows that a person that's confused will go nowhere. That's the truth. You'll just stand stuck until somebody or someone shows you the way. Jesus said, let me take care of that for you. John chapter 14, verse six, he's going away, and the disciples are getting a little nervous because they don't know, he's checking out on them, and they don't know what's going on. And Thomas says in the previous verse, in verse five, uh, Lord, we don't know where you are going, 
So how can we know the way? Watch what Jesus says. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one, no one, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. You can take all the world religions, all the denominations, put them in a blender, blend it all up, and pour it out and serve it to everybody. And what it all comes down to is one thing, and his name is Jesus. He said, listen to me. I know there's a bunch of stuff out there. I know there's a bunch of denominations, and I don't know how we got there either, and it is confusing, but I'm gonna help you with something. I'm gonna tell you who I am. And then I'm gonna give you choice, man, woman, to accept it. And he said, I'm the way. And watch what he doesn't say in the scripture. I am a way. Big difference. See, there's a way or there's the way. Jesus said, I'm not a way to choose from. I am the way. I am the way. There's no other way, no other way that man can be saved except through Jesus. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not everyone that goes to church and calls on the church will be saved. Not everyone that does a lot of good works and calls on those good works will be saved. Not everyone that tithes and tells everyone what they tithe and wants the church to testify to what they tithe will go to heaven. Only those who put their faith, their trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. We talked last week that Jesus hung on a cross and on one side of the, of the cross was a thief and on the other side of the cross was a thief. And one thief mocked Jesus and cursed Jesus and said, you, 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 you deserve this. and If you're the son of man, get us down and all this other stuff. And the other thief said, this man has done nothing wrong. He is the spotless lamb of God. He is Jesus. He is the son of God. He is the real deal. And as soon as he called him the son of God, Jesus looked at him and said, this day you will be with me in paradise. That thief, my friend, all he did was scripture. He cried out from his mouth by choice and confessed that Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus looked at him immediately and said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. You'll be with me in heaven. He didn't work for it. He didn't even earn it. He didn't even deserve it, my friend. But Jesus said, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. You can try a lot of different methods and all they do is make you tired. You can try a lot of different ways. It's gonna wear you out, boy. That hamster don't know why he's running on that wheel. Right? You like it because it's moving. He's tired. He don't know why. Right? Here, let me tell you something. If you're trying to get to Jesus any other way, you're just gonna get tired and frustrated. Give up. Stop. It's not about you. It's not in trying, but it's in dying. When you die to yourself, you are raised to walk a new life. 
If you try to earn it, if you try to do it, if you try to be it, if you try to give the right answer, wear the right t-shirt and honk if you love Jesus, that ain't gonna get it done. It's cute, but it's not gonna get it done. Jesus said, you gotta die. You gotta understand that you're messed up, you're jacked up, you're a sinner, and without a savior, you're doomed to hell. And it's not my choice for you. It's your choice if you don't turn to me. And he said, I am the way. I, I am the way. I'm not a way. I'm the way. I'm the way. And then he says, I am the truth. <laughs> Woo. In a world today, you say, well, that's the truth. No, that's your opinion. <clears throat> I'm gonna say this one more time. That's the truth. And they look across the table at me and say, that's your opinion. I said, no, that's not my opinion. Jesus said he became the word and dwelt among us. Jesus said he's the truth. I'm gonna tell you the Bible says this. That makes it the truth. Not my opinion, the truth. If you, if you don't like this, you tell Jesus how much you don't like this because he's the truth. It's not my opinion. You say, well, I, I, that's old. That's outdated. That needs to be improved. Everything needs to be new and improved. Listen to me. Just because you were hatched, he doesn't rewrite the Bible. I'm, I'm, you're cute and you are all the things you think you are, but he's not gonna rewrite the Bible to fit your life. You need to get your life under his authority of the word of God. You don't need to tell Jesus to get in your life and do it your way. He is the truth. You're not the truth. And you're smart, but you're not smarter than him. And he says, I'm the truth. And the truth is, he's the truth, period. There's no other discussion. That's the truth. And we have a lot of people that take scripture or take things on the Facebooks and, and internets and all this other stuff and read it. And we take it for for, for the gospel, take it for what Jesus said because we don't know the word. Know the truth and the truth will what? Set you free, baby. Set you free. There is the truth. He is the truth. He's not only the way, but he's the truth. And he's the truth because you can build your life on the truth. And when the storms of life come, man, anchor holds. It's a firm foundation. He's a rock and his name is Jesus. He says, I'm the way. He says, I'm the truth, and he says this, I'm the life, I'm the life. See, apart from Christ, without Christ, you're not living. You're not living, you're existing. Grass exists, trees exist, big brown cows on the hill, they exist. But you, my friend, not like them. God put in you, put in you a desire, okay, to know him, okay? You were made in his image, right? You have a choice. You have a soul. You have a God-side hole in your heart. And you can try a lot of things in this world to plug that hole. You can get big muscles. You can get a big old truck. You can get a nice job with a big salary. You can get a lot of houses. You can get a lot of toys to put around that house. You can marry the right girl or marry the right guy or get the right friends or live in the right place or live where they say, if you're in, you gotta live here. You can live there. But I'm gonna tell you, all that's hollow, all that's empty, all that doesn't fit your hole. The only thing that fits that hole is Jesus. You can try to plug a lot of things in a hole to give you meaning and purpose and satisfy you, but it won't do it. There is not a marriage in the world that can replace that hole. You can get married to the right person and still be a hole in your heart, man. Hole in your heart fits Jesus. Jesus said, you need to plug me in that hole and I'll give meaning to everything in life. I'll give you peace that the world can't give you, can't give to you. I am the life. He says, if you know me, 
and you know the truth. I'm the way, know the truth, I give you life. I give you life. Go to John 4. Flip over a little bit, or back a little bit, sorry. John chapter 4, when you see this in a little bit different light. John chapter 4 is a woman, uh, this is a woman at the well. Uh, Jesus meets this woman at the well. This woman has five, has had five husbands and is living with a man right now because she is trying to find created things to give her meaning in life. And you will never fulfill that by putting created things in that place. The creator fits that spot and only the creator. There's never been a created thing that can do that. And relationships won't do it either. Jesus in chapter 21, Jesus declares, I mean, chapter four, verse 21, Jesus declares, believe me, woman, a time is coming when worship, when you will neither worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and now has come that true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the kind of worshipers the Father seeks is God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Verse 25, the woman said, I know Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then watch this. Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. <laughs> I wish the Bible had pictures like real pictures because that would be one face to look at when he said that. I know the Christ is coming who will explain all this. I who speak to you am he. Woo. He said, listen, you worship what you don't know and we worship what we do know. We worship what we know. I watched a kid one time in camp, Tuesday night, he gave his life to Christ, born again, just like that. Wednesday night, we go to worship. <laughs> I look over in the middle of worship, that kid is giving it up for Jesus. He didn't worship like that Tuesday night, so why is he worshiping like that Wednesday night? Because now he is born again. Because the Spirit of God lives inside of him, and when the Spirit of God inside of him is named Jesus, here's worship. God, Jesus is drawn to worship because he will worship God in spirit and in truth. And all of a sudden, the Spirit inside of him that's new in him gravitated to a God who finds worshipers who worship in spirit and truth. And that dude cannot keep himself down. His arms went up no matter how thick the Velcro was on his side. It went up for Jesus. Why? Because he came from death to life. Just like that. He'd never been the same again. Jesus didn't come to do religion. He did not. It's sweet. It's neat. But he didn't come to do religion. Jesus came to do relationship with you and me. See, with religion, it's what I do. With relationship, it's what Jesus has done. With religion, it's about me. With relationship, it's about Jesus. In religion, I have to. But in relationship, I get to. Amen. In religion, you can feel trapped. But in relationship, he sets me free. In religion, if I obey, God will love me. 
But in relationship, because God loves me, I can't obey. Big difference there. Go to John 10 real fast. John 10, I want you to see it. John, T, John 10, look at verse three and four real quickly. The watchman opens the gate for him. And the sheep listen to his voice and he calls his own sheep by what? Name and leads them out. When he has brought out his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him. Why, you might ask? Because they K-N-O-W his voice. They know his voice. Look at the first part of verse five. But they will never follow a stranger. You see, Jesus said, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I speak their name, they hear their name and they follow me. Does he know your name? Does he know you? You say, well, I know Jesus. Jesus, I know you. I go to church. I do this. I'm good. I'm better than my neighbor. I know Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. That's all great, but that's not the answer. Just because you love Jesus doesn't mean Jesus knows you. Jesus only knows you if you say, I know Jesus, and Jesus says back to you, and I know you, Jeff. So when you say that out loud, I, I know Jesus, do you hear Jesus in your spirit say, I know you, put your name in there. Look at verse 14, one page over if your Bible's like mine. John 10, 14 says this, I am, Jesus says, the good shepherd. Boy, he is. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. See, today, friends, it's not whether or not you know Jesus, okay? But does Jesus know you? See, we can sit and have breakfast, and we can sit and have lunch, and you can tell me, Jeff, I know Jesus. Okay, good. And I'm going to ask you out of love, does Jesus know you? Oh yeah, my family grew up in church. I love you, and that's a great blue sky cheeseburger with bacon and cheese, but that's not the answer that I'm looking for or he's looking for. Just because your family went to church doesn't mean all of your people in your family because they attended a church and Jesus is coming back to get the church, just because that's happening means you're in heaven. You can go to church all day long but that doesn't mean Jesus knows your name, all right? Jesus knows your name only when you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, believe in your heart, that everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just like that thief, he's a son of God. He doesn't deserve to be up here. This day you will be with me in paradise. That's what he said to him. See, Psalm 139 simply says that God knows when we get up and when we sit down when we rise, when we lie down. He says, I know the number of hairs on your head or the lack thereof. I know a word on your tongue before you speak it. I know everything you think. 
I know your motive behind your decision. I am acquainted with all of your ways. There is no other God anywhere, my friend, that's a personal God. You and I, if we know Jesus, he's a personal God. All these other religious gods, they're not personal. They don't know, they don't know anybody. Jesus is the only one who says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Aren't you glad that God is a personal God? See, these other gods can't hug you. Jesus hugs you. Man hugs from the outside. Jesus hugs from the inside. Because why? Lives inside. Lives inside. Jesus is a personal God. Jesus said, I'm the way. Jesus said, I'm the truth. And Jesus said, I'm the life. There's a story in John chapter three. We know it is Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night because he knew there was something different about, Nic- about Jesus. And he said, how do I do this? How do I get to heaven? What, what's there about you? And Jesus talks to him and says, listen to me, Nicodemus. You're brilliant. You're smart. I know that. But Nicodemus, you must be born again. Don't be fooled. Don't be misled. F- flesh gives birth to flesh and spirit gives birth to spirit. Each one of us have been born physically in birth. We have baby dedication. These little children are born physically, okay, physical birth. But these little babies have not been born spiritually yet. You see, Nicodemus had to understand that you you couldn't just be born once. You had to be be born again. Meaning, if you got one birthdays, you need to make sure you have two birthdays. Because one birthday gets you on this dirt ball and two birthdays gets you to heaven. Make sense? You must be born again. We were at a camp and it was worship. We were worshiping that night. Hadn't even got to the message yet. And this mom went with us. We had about 200 students at camp that week. That year, that week. And this mom, in the middle of worship, grabbed my wife, Melissa, and went out. And this mom who came to camp to be a sponsor was born again at camp. While she's gone and her daughter's in for worship, her her mom was behind the daughter. The daughter doesn't know her mom even exited the worship center with my wife. The daughter, Toby, she went out with another one of our girls in our youth group. So she gave her life to Christ and her, not even aware where her mom is. So her mom gives her life to Christ. So we, after worship, time is over. We go to what's called church time. And, and one of them stood up and they were gonna tell, I think it was Toby that stood up, wasn't it first? She's gonna tell the youth group that she has got born again, that she gave her life to Christ. As soon as she said she gave her life to Christ and she was born again, her mom looked and said, what? You, you gave your life to I gave my life to Christ. We had the same birthday. Ah! You know, only how girls can do it. And the guys are like, seriously, what is this? I don't even understand all this. What are y'all screaming about? Now, the guys were excited, but we don't jump and scream like girls do. It's just, it's not right. And if you see a guy do that, you want to go, dude, you need to sit down. Embarrassing us. All right? So, so right in the middle of, unbeknownst to them, right in the middle of worship, a mother who came to camp only as a sponsor is born again. At the same time, her daughter, who's, you don't even know her mom's not even in there. She gives her life to Christ. Her mom, the mom and daughter, have a different physical birthday, but they have the same spiritual birthday. 
and it's so stinking cool. So let me ask you this morning, do you know the way? The way. Do you know the truth? And do you know the life? All Jesus. It's not through church. It's not through denomination. It's not through religious, another world religion. Jesus said, I'll break all the confusion. I'll separate all the mail. It's all about me. If you're here this morning and you know Jesus, but Jesus does not know you, then you need to make sure you don't leave the building until you know that you know that you know that you know that you're born again. Today is a day of salvation. If the Spirit of God is drawing you today, and you know Jeff, I'm listening to me, Jeff. I know Jesus, I love Jesus, but I'm not born again. I don't, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He can know you today simply by professing and confessing your sins. He'll save you just like that. I'm gonna ask you to stand, church. This morning, things Jesus never said, it doesn't matter what you believe. Oh, my friend, it does matter what you believe. There's not a bunch of different ways to, to God. There is, through Jesus, the way, okay? The way, the truth, okay, and the life. Today, if you need to meet Jesus for the very first time, man, very first time, you come, and he'll save you, man, just like he saved the thief on the cross. And someday, you'll be with me in paradise, what Jesus said. So I'm gonna pray over you, and you do as the Holy Spirit leads. Father, we love you. We praise you, we thank you, we adore you. God, we thank you for speaking today. And God, it's not enough for us to know you because we know you're good. But do you know us? Do you K-E-N-O-W us, God? We want to not only know you, but we want you to know us. And we wanna be sheep that follow you because you know our name. So God, I pray this morning for anyone, sound of my voice or online that doesn't know you, that they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and be born again. God, we love you. As we worship you now, move us from the other side of obedience. Is always blessing, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's worship. If you need to come, church, anybody, you come. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.